Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It's great to be with you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. Happy Monday, December 23rd, 2019. Today, it's Festivus. That's right, an absolutely massively important day on the uh, annual calendar, the the holiday of Festivus. Hope everyone's having a great Festivus celebration. All right, we've got a big show today. I have to think about that for a minute. That's right. Lots of picks. Lots of games we're going to talk about today. We're going to cover college football bowls. We've got a ton of them. We're going to talk about the Quick Lane Bowl. We're going to talk about the Cotton Bowl. We're going to talk about the Orange Bowl. Uh, there is the Oh, and there's even one other one, and I can't remember what it is, but I promise you. Oh, the Independence Bowl, yes, and the Military Bowl. No life would be complete without them. We're going to talk NBA basketball, of course, as well, and NFL football. We're going to do our opening line report for Week 17. That's what we got on the table today here on Picks and Parlays. Look, we have... Lots of picks on our website, picksandparlays.net. And right now we have a very special offer for you. Use code BOWL, 15% off anything you put in the basket. That's right, 15% off anything you put in the basket. And we also have a bowl special now until Friday because, of course, we have now started to get into the bowl seasons. Here's how this works. You can get all the picks. That's every pick for the bowl matches, games, excuse me, that any of our handicappers pick. So let's you say, oh, I want to get uh, Sean Higgs bowl picks. Well, that's $1.99, and you can have every one of Sean Higgs bowl picks. But if you want, say, Sean Higgs and Tony Tellers, or Sean Higgs and Craig Trapp, that's only $2.99. You get all their bowl picks. That's good until Friday. Hope you will take advantage of that offer. You certainly should avail yourself of it immediately. That's right. You heard me. Immediately. All right, lots of picks. Again, if you miss any part of this show... You can find it replayed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. You'll find this show up on the network pretty much as soon as the show is over. And again, every Monday through Friday, we're here, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we also stream live throughout the day. Okay, going to step aside, take a break, get ready with my next guest, Craig El Huapo Trap. We're going to give you some NFL Opening line reports, and we're going to chuck in a little bowl action. We'll talk about the quick lane bowl as well. Be right back after this. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, also broadcasting live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network and iHeartRadio and TuneIn. We're everywhere you want to be. Well, I promised you we would get to some opening lines for the NFL for Week 17. So let's take a first look. Let's look ahead at Week 17 opening lines. Let's bring in our good friend, our, well, El Jefe and El Guapo, all in one, Craig Trapp. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, how, how are you doing? It's an exciting time of the year, of course. Holiday season, uh, Christmas this week, and also NFL Week 17. Last week, everybody trying to fight for those playoff spots or fight for draft position Yeah, if you're uh, like my Bengals securing yeah. the number one overall pick, by the way, with that overtime loss this, this past week to something the lowly mind. 
something smells bad in here. Oh, there must be the Bengals. But, uh, Craig, <laughs> week 17, it, it can be a tough week because you have to understand the motivations of what the teams are playing for in week uh, 17 so that it's not quite as volatile as a betting week as it should be. For example, and I know this is a game that you've picked on here. Why don't we talk about this? Let's kick it off with this one. But it's a great example, the Steelers and the Ravens. The Steelers need this win. And the Ravens just don't. The Ravens have said they're going to essentially field a practice squad. What does that do to the line, Craig? Well, this definitely uh, came down from what it would be. If Baltimore somehow would have lost this past week um, in Cleveland, I think that you would see this line be much lower. Well, one, the Browns would be uh, in still in the playoff hunt, which they were eliminate with the loss. And then Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh needs help. Pittsburgh needs um, the Titans to lose. If the Titans win, the Titans will secure the last playoff spot in the AFC. So uh, this one really has a lot more to do with that. I just think uh, you get to this point of the season, you have to be careful. Sometimes even these teams that play these, you know, that play a bunch of backups, play the backup quarterback and everything, they still win in week 17. And we've seen it too often. You can't just uh, chuck all your money in on a team just because the backups are playing. Oh, absolutely, Craig. You you know, we have to be smart. Let's start, shall we, though? Titans uh, at Texans, uh, Tennessee... Four-and-a-half-point road favorites, total of 48 points. Uh, what's up with this one? Well, this is the, the key game. This is the, the everything kind of hinges on this in the AFC because this is the last team fighting for a playoff spot. Right now, Tennessee holds that last playoff spot. They need to win this one. So, thus, they are the favorite. This line would have been uh, much lower if, if, if it was at Houston and Houston had something to play for, which they don't, that you would see Houston uh, probably favored by three or four themselves. So we've seen a reverse line line movement for a reason here. All right, next up we've got, uh, let's see, we've got the Steelers at Ravens. We just uh, spoke about that one. Uh, The Steelers, uh, it's it's the Ravens two-and-a-half-point road, uh, pardon me, two-and-a-half-point home favorites, uh, total 40-and-a-half, but we did just discuss that one. Should we move to the next one? Uh, Let's do Redskins at Cowboys. This one... Interestingly enough, uh, you've got Dallas minus 11. I had the opening line here at minus 8.5, total 45. So it looks like that has actually widened for Dallas. Uh, They've become more of a home favorite. Uh, Is is that what you're seeing, or or did it go the other way? With the one numbers you gave me before mine. Uh, well, Washington quarterback Haskins is looks like he won't be able to play in this one, and, and you know he played pretty well yeah. uh, early in this last game. And then Dallas, they they need to win and they need help uh, to get in. You know, Philly uh, win against Dallas on Week 16 put uh, Philly in the driver's seat to win that division. Uh, the Cowboys clearly have to win and hope for a little help. Well, um, one that we've got the same number on, though, here is the Eagles at the Giants. Again, Philadelphia road favorites, four-and-a-half-point road favorites with a total of 45-and-a-half. Are we expecting any movement there? I wouldn't expect so because, obviously, Philly needs to win this game. The Giants won't have have a whole lot to play for. In fact, the Giants would probably be best served to lose this game to get a better draft pick. Um, But, you know, a lot of these interdivision games late are absolutely crazy, even the team's that have nothing to play for. So be careful in this one. All right. Well, you know, we're going to run through this quickly. We've got two more to get to. But one game where everybody does have a lot to play for is the Niners at Seahawks because the uh, NFC West title and the number one seed is on the line here. So I expect both teams to come out firing on this one. This should be a great game. It has a little payback involved as well. Uh, You have for this one, Craig. uh, Let's see. What do I have for this one? I've got San Francisco. Ooh, only one point road favorites against Seattle. I don't have a total on it. 
Uh, I actually see the the line anywhere from one to three. They're all over the place with 49ers being favored and a total of 47 and a half. I think this was going to be an interesting game. Seahawks did not play well this past week. Uh, lost at home to a lowly Arizona team. So I think you could see a bounce back spot. San Francisco, of course, big win on Saturday. Big come from behind win. So interesting, important game for both of these teams. Both of the teams are going to be in no matter what, though. So don't worry. Uh, yes, both will be in uh, no matter what. It's really just jockeying for position at this point, right? Uh, okay, yeah. last well, uh, one. The last... Get a buy, one's not. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the last one we have is uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City are seven-point home favorites, a total of 48 points. Uh, go. Well, with Kansas City, of course, winning as we're, as we're doing this on uh, Sunday night, uh, convincingly 17-0 at half, uh, they still hope that they could uh, maybe pull off, maybe Miami pulls off a miracle beating uh, New England and Kansas City ends up with the number one, uh, the number two seed and gets a bye in the first round. Kansas City favored by seven, total of 48 in this one. I don't, uh, this one's going to be a one-sided game. Chargers really struggling down the stretch. All right, folks, that's our NFL opening line report. Again, join us throughout the week. We'll be covering each and every one of these NFL games in some detail uh, as we do uh, right before, all the way up to game time. So check us out, picksandparlays.net. All right, let's move along quickly, shall we? Uh, Craig, the quick lane ball, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Panthers uh, versus the East Michigan Eagles, the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Uh, the Panthers, 7-5, seven 7-5 and five, seven and five against the spread. This is their 11th bowl appearance in 12 seasons. They have a 7-5 record, which is really due to outstanding defense. Offensively, they scored just 19 points in the last couple of games. Uh, the Eagles, 6-6, six 5-7 and six, five and seven against the spread. Look, they rank outside the top 100 in rushing defense, allowing more than 30 points per game. Uh, the Mike Glass, though, he's the reason they are where they're at. Uh, third in the MAC in passing, second in touchdowns. They're 21 and 7 against the spread in the last 28. Uh, although the Panthers, 11 point favorites, total 49. How do you see this one, Craig? Well, usually come in October, I always say you bet the uh, MAC in October and you fade them in November uh, in late December. Um, this isn't the case. This year, they're 2-1 and one in bowl season. Kent State won outright. Central Michigan lost. Buffalo won. And both of those teams won and covered that one. So I like Eastern Michigan getting 11 points. I mean, this mm-hmm. Pitt team did not play well against Virginia Tech um, in the last regular season. Uh, Virginia Tech and BC, the last two games of the regular season. So really stumbled down the stretch. I just don't think this is a very good Pitt team in a very bad ACC. So give me 11 points. With Eastern Michigan, usually these teams that are 6-6, six and six, I kind of stay away from them or stay away from the game if I don't like the underdog. Not the case this year. I think uh, this is a pretty good uh, MAC bunch of teams this year, and I think it's a bad bunch of ACC teams. So we're going to take Eastern Michigan plus 11. I also wouldn't talk you o- off the over here because, like you said, Eastern Michigan has been giving up a bunch of points this year. I think Pitt will score plenty to go over this total of 49 as well. But my top play, let's take Eastern Michigan plus the 11 points. Yeah, the only thing when you're looking at the points here, I mean, okay, so we talk about quarterback Mike Glass III, who's, you know, really done a great job and sort of the reason that the Eagles are here in this bowl game. On the other hand, you know, Pittsburgh, they have an incredible defense. It's really just been outstanding, and that's really got them here. Then you have to ask yourself, you know, do the Eagles really have that good of an offense that they can punch through that Pittsburgh defense? And uh, I, I'm not sure. I think the over might be a little optimistic here. Well, I... I just don't think the ACC is very good this year. What high-powered offense did Pitt really face? The only one was actually Central Florida. Central Florida did pull up plenty of points, had a couple turnovers that really Pitt's, Pitt took advantage of in that big upset early. I think it was about week four, three, four, or five. Um, that was a, probably Pitt's biggest win of the season. I just don't see Pitt 
being able to do that in a when you have this extra time i always think it gives the offensive these offensive geniuses uh, uh assistant coaches or even sometimes head coach where they put tons of different plays in tons of things i think eastern michigan will get a couple gimmick type touchdowns and i think that keeps it within the points and i think i mean the college football landscape we play in a total of 49 is extremely low now yeah. so usually i'm on the uh, unders and underdogs come playoffs but this time i'm on the under and the over with this low total of 49. All right, you heard it there from Craig Trapp, El Huapo. You can find Tra Craig at picksandpollies.net. And again, right now we have a bowl special, $1.99 for one capper. You get all their bowl picks. $2.99 for all the bowl picks from two cappers. Your choice of cappers, we've got 35 of them on the site. And, of course, the other special we have, anything you want, any of the expert picks you want on the site, 15% off. And, of course, we have loads of free picks for you there as well. All right, uh, Andrew, who's coming up next? Okay, El Tigre, up next. Stay with us here, Picks and Parlays. 12 to 24. Hey, welcome back. Picks and Parlays, I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. I uh, had to do a double take there. It was great to have Craig on talking NFL opening lines. Of course, we also talked a little bowl action with a quick lane bowl. But let's turn our attention to some NBA, shall we? And let's bring on our resident NBA expert, Tony El Tigre Tellez. Tony, thanks for joining me. Hey, pleasure to be here, Nick. I'm looking forward to talking about the NBA as we get closer, closer to those nice, uh, thanks, uh, those nice uh, Christmas Day games uh, coming up on Wednesday. But we still got some good games here to talk about for Monday. Right now, just a reminder, a little programming note for all of our listeners and viewers out there: Never fear, we're here with you literally every day this week, Christmas included, bringing you the picks right here, picks and parlays. We're the hardest working people in the business. Trust me on that. And uh, we don't get double or triple overtime for holiday work. We just do it anyway. You know why? Because we love it. All right, Tony, uh, let's get to it. As it uh, should be. As it should be. Right. Well said, sir. All right, let's start. Houston Rockets at the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Rockets uh, 20 and 9, 14 and 15 against the spread. On a three-game winner right now with victories over the Spurs, Clips, and the Suns. They're 10 and 5 straight up, 8 and 7 against the spread on the road. They're 4-1 against the spread in the last five versus the Kings and the Kings. Well, they're 12-17, and 16-13 against the spread. They've lost the last three in a row. Uh, four of six straight up in the last ten. Six, of, six and five straight up. Five and six against the spread at home. Bogdan Bogdanovich, not likely to play. Total has gone under in 13 of the last 20 for the Kings. Look, Kings are in a bit of trouble right now. I think that's the only way you can really uh, look at it. And, of course, the Rockets' uh, road favorites here at five and a half points, total 228. Uh, how do you see this one, uh, Tigre? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go over the total with Houston and, and Sacramento. Over 228. You know, the Rocks have played two straight overs on this trip. Put 122 on the Clippers, a pretty good defensive team. 139 yeah. on Phoenix. So right now they're rolling. You look at their past five games hitting nearly 49%, over 38% from three. And they're not defending as well, just nearly giving up nearly 47%. Uh, themselves, uh, second best in NBA offensive efficiency. Their offense, though, putting up 115 points per 100 possessions. But one thing to note here, Houston plays at the third fastest pace. Now, Sacramento is back at home. I know you mentioned those under trends with Sacramento, but remember, Darren Fox and um, Marvin Bagley were injured. Now the team yeah. is healthy. They're coming back from the road. Now they're coming home to showcase their talent. They'll, they'll play with a little bit more energy. They'll play with a little bit more pace. They're, 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 they got a dance partner here in Houston who likes to run and gun. So I think you're going to see a little faster pace here with, with Fox and Bagley back, back healthy in the lineup here for uh, Sacramento. So I like this game, Nick, to go over total of 228. I think that's a reasonable uh, analysis of it, Tony. I, I think you're right. I think it is. I think the Kings, they've been 
uh, you know, hamstrung was a bad word to use, but with injuries. And, uh, you know, I think they are ready. And this is, they do have the core of a great team there. Uh, it's just it's been an unfortunate start to the season. I'm with you on that one. I like the over as well. So let's move along, shall we? Uh, we were going to do uh, Nuggets at Suns, but apparently we've decided not to do that one. So we'll move along. Jazz at Heat. Let's do that one, <laughs> shall we? Uh, the Utah Jazz, 18 and 11, 11, 17 and 1 against the spread. They're on a five-game winner as well with Charlotte as the last victim. Uh, they're 7 and 8 straight up, 5 and 9 5-9-1 against the spread away from home. Mike Conley's still out indefinitely. The total's gone over, though, for Utah on four of the last five. And as for the Miami Heat, wow, 21-8. and They're having a great season so far. 18-9-2. and uh, As I said, they've also had a nice couple of wins, like beating Philly, beating New York. They're 12-1 and straight up, 10-2-1 and against the spread at home. Just with Justice Winslow is out for this game, though. Uh, the over, and uh, they've gone over in all seven of the last seven games. Uh, and so we have to look at the totals on this one. Uh, Miami are the four-point home favorites, 212. Do you like the over on this one, Tony? Yeah, you know, I was I stayed away from the over in this one. I like the Miami Heat minus four, uh, mainly because the Jazz, they don't shoot the ball as well on the road. I'm a little worried about the Jazz road form, so I'm not going to look, look to the total on this one. But I do like the Heat here laying the four. As you mentioned, you put up the numbers there with the Heat, 12-1 and straight up. They cover at home. And you look at their production at home, averaging nearly 119 points, 50% shooting, 41% from three. Those are awesome numbers. Now, Winslow's out, but he's been out for a while, and the yeah. Heat just keep winning. When you look at the Jazz, they failed to cover 9-15 of 15 on the road, while the Heat have covered 11-13 at home, and overall 5-6. and six. And their top third in NBA offensive efficiency range are the Heat, while the Utah, they sit in the bottom third there. But you look at the Jazz, Overall, over their past five games, they've been really beaten up on some bad teams. I mean, when you look at their up and down their their recent schedule, when you look at the road games here uh, by the by the Heat. Uh, they, they played well, but you know the Jazz step up games on the road. Losses by nine at Philly, twenty at Toronto, nineteen at Indiana, eleven at the Clippers. This is a step up game for them. They're going to fail here. I like to take Miami minus the four. You know, Tony, does it seem to you? It certainly does to me that you know what are we twenty nine thirty games into the season? We have a lot of teams with really solid records, uh, more than I'm used to seeing. Um, and I'm not sure if we got some really great teams. I mean, clearly we do. We have some great teams. I mean, everyone from Milwaukee to the Lakers to the Clippers, uh, you know, to the to Miami, and the, the list goes on. But is that a function of having great teams or having really bad teams that they play against? Because it just seems to me that we really do have a lot of teams with great records. Yeah, we do a lot. I think the bad teams you find in the East. I think when you look at the in, in the East, you've got your top tier teams: your Phillies, your Boston, your Torontos, your Indianas well, Boston, yeah. are very good. And then there's a and then your Milwaukee, and then there's a big drop off after those five teams. Now Brooklyn Nets, one of those middling teams. Uh, again, I would I would rate them probably a playoff team. Detroit probably a playoff team. But you got some teams with really bad road form like Orlando, Charlotte, uh, Detroit. Uh, you know, you don't know when Blake Griffin's playing. So yeah, it just it just seems that, that that some of these teams on the east are the ones that get beat up on a, a lot, and you can see a team like Utah piling up wins against a lot of those teams as well as Minnesota and Golden State have been disappointments out west. All right, well let's move along. Speaking of teams with great records, let's move along to the next one. Uh, the Raptors, they're twenty and eight against the Pacers. Uh, they're twenty and nine. Uh, this should be a great game, by the way. The Raptors are on a four-game winning streak. Uh, they're eight and five straight up, six and seven against the spread away from home, and. Uh, uh, let's have a look. They're currently sitting fourth in the East. The Pacers, uh, well, their 119-105 win against the Kings took their winning streak to five. So you've got two teams on a hot streak right now, 13-3 and three straight up, 9-5-2 and five and two against the spread at home. 
Uh, Jeffrey Lamb, DeMontis Sabronis, uh, they're iffy. I think they've been iffy actually a couple of games now. Uh, the Pacers, yep. five and a half point favorites, 209 points total. Uh, how do you see this one? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Pacers here, minus uh, five and a half. As you said, both teams are in back-to-backs, by the way. That Pacer game just went final, losing to Milwaukee. But that's no, I'm not going to yeah. hold that against them. Milwaukee's a great team. But uh, one thing to note here, Indiana's played very well at home. They've won four straight at home. Notable wins to the Lakers and Celtics. Now, Raptors are dealing with major injuries, key personnel injuries here. Uh, Pasquale Siakam, Norman Powell, Marcus Ole, they're out. And they put a lot of energy into that fourth quarter. They rallied at home to beat Dallas. They overcame a 30-point deficit in that third quarter. The starters were terrible. I mean, just completely terrible. There was no communication on defense, open layups from, for, for Dallas. Nurse was upset. He benched the starters, and then he brought in his bench. And the best then the bench is what brought the team back. And, of course, uh, Kyle Lowry was the only starter who produced for them. But, again, the bench players tend not to play as well on the road. So this is a road game for Toronto, and we saw the starters play terribly here. Uh, I'm going to look here at, at Indiana, uh, the team that plays better at home. you got a, you got a Raptors team who is, who's missing three key rotational players, uh, key players there on their team, and I think it's going to impact their depth. And that huge comeback is going to take something out of them. I'm going to go ahead and take Indiana here laying, laying the five and a half. All right, nice. Indiana laying five and a half. Okay, let's move along. Last game, Chicago Bulls versus the Orlando Magic. The Bulls, 12 and 19, 17 and 14 against the spread. Won the last two in a row. Uh, they did get that win, 119 to 107 over Washington. They're 6-9 and nine straight up, 9-6 and six against the spread away from home. Otto Porter Jr. still out indefinitely. Total has gone over, uh, over in four of the last six. And the Magic, 12-17, and 11-16-2 against the spread. Uh, they're 1-6 and six in the last seven, includes the current three-game loser that they're on. They're 8-6 and six straight up, 4-9-1 and one against the spread at home. Total has gone under in 14 of the last 18 games for the Magic. Magic having a lot of trouble right now, um, you know, Tony. Enlighten me as to what's going on with this team. Uh, maybe they're just not very good. But they are actually the four-and-a-half-point home favorites here with a total of 209. Yeah, I'm scratching my head on this one, too. I'm going to take the Bulls here at plus four-and-a-half. The Bulls have shown improvement. You know, they've won three of their past four. They've covered four straight, seven of eight. The thing about it, they've covered seven in a row as a road dog, which is pretty yeah. good. But the one thing with the Bulls is they're not the greatest shooting team, so they listen and start, they're starting to play defense in that five-game win streak, holding teams at 42% shootings. They sit, in the top, uh, they sit in the top third here in the NBA defensive eventually ratings. Uh, remember, this is a tough spot here for Orlando. They just came back from a, a West Coast trip. They look terrible in those final three games. They come off a 118-103 defeat at Portland. But when you look at the defensive form right now for Orlando, it's really bad. Uh, they're allowing 51% shooting. Listen to this, 46% from three-point distance. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just out of gas. They had to play that Denver, Utah, and back-to-back in high elevation. Then they had Portland. Now they come home. It's always a flat spot. When you go out west, you come back home, and then you, 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 you play that first home game off that road trip. Uh, you look at the Magic. They failed to cover 9 of 13 at home. i got to take the Bulls here at plus 4.5. Yeah, I think you have to take the Bulls at plus 4.5. I don't understand this line at all. I mean, because the Magic, as we said, they really are absolutely struggling. This one. Well, right. you know, Nick. Sometimes, sometimes what they do is they you look at they look at the season long power ratings to make the number, and they're not looking at recent form. Right mm-hmm. now, you got football that's really taking. If this game were played in January, or February, I don't think you'd have this kind of number. Yeah, absolutely. You have to take look. For, for me, as a sports guy, I mean, I love sports of all type, but you have to look at current form because I mean, current form. Why are you looking at trends going back four years? You need to look at the last five games. How's it been? At least for me, that's the way I look at things. 
uh, you know, always look at the last five. How have they done? Because that's much more of an indicator of where they are as to whether they're, you know, 10 and 9 or, or 15 and 12 in this series going back four years. All right. Uh, look, we've got lots of picks. Tony, LT, great. Thank you so much. Always great to have you on. You can get Tony's picks. And believe you me, you're, you're going to like Tony's picks. He's one of our best handicappers we have on the site. Tony Tellez, we call him El Tigre. You can get his picks 15% off. Use promo code BOWL. Don't be bashful. Go over there and drop him a note, too. You can uh, find him on email over there at picksandparlays.net. We would love to hear from you. You can speak to us here on the show. All you've got to do is fill out the comment section in our social media. All right, another star handicapper coming up after the break. We're going to welcome in uh, Sean Higgs. Higgy Smalls will join me. We're going to talk college bowls. I know you love it. Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Military Bowl, Independence Bowl. Be right back after this. Welcome back. Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Of course, it's streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Geber. I said we we're going to talk college bowls, so let's not waste a moment, and let's do that, and let's bring in our star handicapper, my good friend, guy, regular contributor to the show, uh, Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs. Higgy, welcome. What do you say, Nick? How are you tonight? Well, I'm, you know, quite frankly, just warming up. I was at the uh, Las Vegas Bowl yesterday or the day before. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Washington had their way with Boise State. Although I must hand it to Boise State, uh, Higgy, because, you know, Washington, their cheerleaders were decked out in the sweats and the, the sweat tops because it was quite cold out there. But not those so Boise gals. They had them out. They were basically, uh, you know, wearing thongs jumping around. Those girls are tough. I will tell you that. But Boise State didn't stand a chance in that one. Well, probably a little warmer, even though it's chilly for Vegas. But coming out of Boise, it's probably like summertime down here yeah. for you. <laughs> no, it was it was it was a, it was an enjoyable game, and uh, both the the bands were good. It was good entertainment, good spectacle. Enjoyed it very much. Uh, the last one at Sam Boyd Stadium here, of course, going forward, they'll be at the new Allegiant Stadium, home of the always fickle and <laughs> the team that doesn't really love their fans. Uh, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. All right, let's get to it, shall we, Higgy? Let's. Uh, I tell you what. Why don't we go from. Uh, questionable to not questionable let's start shall we with the uh, uh military bowl how does that sound let's go military bowl let's, let's go. go the we unc got, uh... tar yeah the unc tar heels uh against the temple mm -hmm. owls unc six and six six five and one against the spread looking for their first bowl win since 2013 which is actually surprising when i saw that stat uh things seem to be on the mend uh, with this program though uh, head coach mac brown just got a nice contract extension i think as a nice attaboy for getting this program back on track. All of North Carolina's losses, though this is interesting, have been single possession losses. This team has been in the game all season despite uh, the six losses they've had. They do, however, rank just 49th in points per game. The Temple Owls, they've allowed only 15 points per game in the last four games. They're just 0-2, though, in previous military bowls. But to be quite honest, as I just said uh, in the last segment, that's pretty meaningless. And they're 2-15 and in the yeah. last 17 versus ACC. Look, UNC, uh, Higgy, they're the favorites. Four points, total 53. Uh, can you see this being that high of a scoring game? You know, at first I looked at it as... Maybe an underplay here. 53, it's a bunch of points. As you mentioned, North Carolina offense, meh. Yeah. But I look at this, you know, Rod Carey takes over here, comes over from Northern Illinois. Looking at his bowl games, the last three has been outscored 143 to 44. Oof. 52 to 23, 55 to 7, and 36 14. Not even close. Granted, listen, he's played, he was Northern Illinois, but he was playing the Thunder and Herd. He was playing Duke. I mean, it's not like huge schools. So I don't know if, 
you know, they're an eight and four team. They're an underdog to a six and six team. I'm leading North Carolina here. I'm going to, you know, open at six. It came down. I guess people are like, oh, Temple's pretty good. I'm not buying it. I don't know. I think, you know, Mac Brown, everybody's kind of rejuvenated here. They want to get to that over 500. I, I'm going to go the four and a half, but I'm going to lean to the over to 53, believe it or not. I'm thinking I think that's a some great points. pick. Uh, listen, again, I'm just reading the psychology of this game, and I think you're so right. I mean, uh, it, the, 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 the UNC... The Tar Heels, this is a football, I mean, okay, they're primarily a basketball school, is what you know, but they got, their football program is big. This is North Carolina, football is king, right? Uh, and amongst other things. And this program, feel-good factor, coming back to the bowl since 2013, they need to be in the bowl exactly. every single year. I'm with you. I think this is a statement game for this pro, not just this particular team. I think this is a statement game for this Tar Heels program. Yeah, and I mean, like, people are kind of mocking, like, how do you bring Mac Brown back? The guy's like 70, he's been out of football for a while. You're bringing back an old school kind of coach when it's all about the, you know, young guys taking over in the NFL. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's, a, like you said, it's a it's a big game for the for the school, the program, the kids, everything. It's It all goes hand in hand, and that's something you got to look at when you're capping these uh, bowl games. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one, shall we? Now, this is a fascinating one for me, Higgy. This, I'm talking about the Independence Bowl, uh, the LA, uh, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs against Miami Hurricanes. Let me tell you, I'm going to do the preamble here, and then I'll tell you why this is so fascinating to me. Uh, Louisiana Tech, 9-3, 7-5 against the spread. This victory will give them their first 10-win season in 37 years. It's essentially, though, a home game for the Bulldogs, uh, which is, you know, uh, definitely plays to their advantage. This is Conference USA's second-highest scoring offense, the Miami, Miami Hurricanes are 6-6. Six and six. They are six-point favorites for this game. This is, yeah. this is a bad season. And, uh, yeah, they play in a tough conference, but they've not, they lost to not great teams like Georgia Tech, FIU, Duke. Duke lost the last five in a row, and they still managed to stink it up to them. You know, this is another one of these situations, Higgy, where, you know, pundits, uh, bookmakers, uh, experts – Fall in love with the name, fall in love with the program, like those people that pick Man United every single week. You know, times they change. <laughs> Things change. Programs fall out of favor and need to be re rebuilt. We were just talking about the Tar Heels. Um, uh, this is a crazy one, Sean. I mean, there's got to be some money to be made here because can you see Miami six-point favorites on this one? I I know. You know, first, it's, it's good. It's the first game after Christmas. It's, you know, 4 o'clock to 26 here. And as you said, six and six, Manny Diaz, maybe I, you look at this line, and I guess it's because it's ACC and competition, strength, schedule, stuff like that. And Diaz and his coordinator were losing to Duke. Come on, that's the point. I know. Yeah, but they look at it as you got a coach and a DC who's on the staff for La Tech. You know, so maybe yeah. they don't ins and outs of this offense. And there's a good offense, as you mentioned. You know, I mean, they look for the first 10 of the season, putting up 40 points a game, uh, conference MVP and a quarterback. You know, and I like Skip Holtz. The guy's a great underdog play. The guy's money is an underdog. Miami one and eight in the last one and eight in the last nine bowl games, and they're laying points here. I, how do you thirty-five to three last year? They got blitzed. Are, are they, I mean, do they want to be seven and six? I thought when Mark Rick came, I was like, wow, man, maybe the program's going to turn around. It fell apart. Still no quarterback play. Uh, running backs sitting out. The offensive lines were terrible all year. And this red zone defense for uh, LaTeX, not too bad. It's like a top five red zone defense in, 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 in the land. And you're playing a team that struggles to score offensively. I'm, this should be an outright win for losing that tech. You know, it's nearby for them. 
You know, Shreveport's not that far from campus. They're going to have an a hour away. Field. I looked. It's an hour away. They're an uh, hour away from campus. Yeah. Which means it's going to be I mean, packed. Miami, this means it's going to be packed gonna, to the gills with family and friends Miami, and alumni and boosters. I mean, come on. Miami's going to have people there, but I just, as a nice dog, this is a great, you know, but I'm worried that it's going to be a, a trendy dog play for the public. So, you know, as it gets closer, again, you mentioned the, uh, the bowl packages and stuff. You got to get these games early because these lines, you know, by the time this game comes around, I can see this line being by five when people start, you know, digging Absolutely. into Skip Holt's record as an underdog head coach and it's near campus and everything else that goes along with it. You know what? Uh, I like him outright. Points, because forget him. I'll go outright here with uh, Skippy's team. You're going to go outright with LaTeX, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, by the way. And the reason that line's going to change is because there are thousands of people that watch this show and listen to your analysis and get onto our website at picksandparlays.net and get this great insight into the games. Go to picksandparlays.net. You can get all of Higgy's bowls, bowl picks, by the way, for $1.99. If you want to add, say, Higgy get and Trap or Higgy and Tellers and H or Higgy and Chirimbus, you can do that. It's just 100 bucks more, uh, all their bowl picks. All right, uh, that's a great game. Love this stuff, by the way. That's a real little value there. Um, yeah. uh, to be had. Uh, next one up, let's move on to the, you know, clearly the big bowls coming up right now. Uh, the Gators, Cavaliers, this is the Orange Bowl. The Florida Gators, 10-2, and 7-3-2 against the spread. They can finish the season with 11 wins for the first time since 2012. This is basically another one. This is basically a home game for the Gators. Uh, their losses were to Georgia and to LSU. Total's gone over in four of the last six for the Gators and the Cavaliers. Four losses on the season. It's a bit of a mismatch, actually, if you ask me. Uh, four losses on the season, including the last outing, which was a 17-62 loss to Clemson. They're 2-1 straight up and 1-2 and two at neutral sites. Over in five of the last five. Uh, you know, Florida, obviously, 14 and big favorites, 14.5 points. Yeah, Total of 54.5. I, I get the impression this just could just be a murder. Well, I mean, you mentioned there are two, two losses to Georgia and LSU. I mean, we're the yeah. two of the top eight, ten teams in the country. Right. Um, Fourteen and a half. Last we saw Virginia, 62-17 again, roasted by a Clemson and championship game. I mean, do they really deserve to be in the Orange Bowl here? I mean, just because you, you were a runner-up in the, in the down conference. I think this is going to be a blowout. I mean, yeah. I wanted a 14. I didn't get down until it moved to 14 and a half. It happens. I still, you know, Dan Mullen's team last year, 41-15, they routed Michigan. Uh, more the same here. I think it'll be Blow that. Out. I mean, he's he's trying to he's trying to build something. They're not going to be like, ah, oh, we're playing Virginia. It's still the Orange Bowl. It's still Florida. It's eleven win season. Eleven and two seasons are they're hard to come by. Yep. And solid defense. Go down in legend, right? I mean, listen, Bright Persons. That's it. The offense goes to him. These guys give up less than three hundred yards a game on defense for the Gators. Fourteen points a game, something like that. So they're going to shut him down. I mean, I like the coach, but he's just. They don't have the talent. Virginia does not have the talent. And Virginia That's what's come down in to. the middle of a losing Virginia's streak. Virginia's just getting a little – they're just getting a little better. I mean, Florida's been awesome for how long? I mean, they might yeah. not win championships, but the talent is there. They well, got they're not the Hurricanes. This edge. is the Gators. <laughs> So big and difference. They're winning a lot more than Hurricanes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think this is blowout too. And again, I'm big one on momentum. And, you know, the Cavaliers have four losses on the season. The last game before they come into this bowl against this Gators team, uh, you know, that really is one of the best teams in the country, hands down. Yeah. Uh, they lost. So I, I, that's going to be a murder. All right. Uh, next up, last one. Let's talk about the Cotton Bowl. Two great teams here, guys. We got uh, Memphis Tigers and Penn State. 
the Memphis Tigers are 12-1, 7-5-1 against the spread. This is the first, I didn't know this, by the way, the first ever meeting between these two schools. They won the AAC. They're looking for their first bowl win since 2014. Eighth in the nation in points per game. And Penn State, Nittany Lions, uh, despite being favorites and a 10-2 record, uh, it's been a slightly underwhelming season for them, actually. They, they've kind of dropped it. Uh, they just haven't really performed, I think, the way people thought this club was going to team. It's not a club, it's a school. So a team was going to perform. <laughs> uh, their losses were to Minnesota and Ohio State. They're under in seven of the last ten. They are big favorites, so at home, seven points. Is that doing justice to a 12-round record of, uh, of the Memphis Tigers? Um, and this is the Cotton Bowl, so they're not really at home. A total 60 and a half. But I, I, I don't know. Do you think Penn State's overvalued here? It's, you know, it's a lot going into this game. You know, as you mentioned, you get a great Memphis offense, 40 points a game against a good Penn State defense, 14 points a game. But you got coaches leaving, coordinators leaving. You got quarterback, sophomores and freshmen on Penn State. who They perform well. They're better than McSorley. But I look at this, you know, Norville's gone, and they got their offensive line coach taking over for Memphis. Now, you see 12-1, and you're like, that's a good team. But, I, you know, a lot of times you're like, well, it's not really drop off. People like, you know, the kids are pumped up about an assistant taking over. But this team had lost both of its assistants before the season. And yet Norville still put together a 12 and one year with a great offense. So now I'm thinking how much it was it about him in that offense than everybody else. I know the offensive line coach is coming in here, but when you replace your coordinators and still put up those kind of numbers, I think it's more of the head coach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was leaning Memphis. I'm like, I like this team. It's a small school versus a big school of the big conference, but you know, big 10 it's Penn state, huge school. And you got Memphis. You're thinking little brother, big brother, but I've changed my mind. I like Penn state here. I mean, they had lost four straight bowls, Memphis, you know, and you think, they're going to come and want to prove something in a bowl game, and they haven't. And I don't think they're going to do it against a very good defense. And again, here we got Penn State ten and two. Minnesota loss, probably a bad loss. Ohio State, no shame losing Ohio State. Come on, yeah, they're in the playoffs. True. Yeah, you know, no shame there. So I'm I'm going to lay the seven here. I'm going to lay the seven, and uh, the sixty looks a little high, sixty and a half. I'm I'm thinking probably will go under that. I don't think Memphis is going to be able to move the ball at will on Penn State. So, um, but my premium play here is going to be for the for the show. I'm going to go Penn State minus a seven. Oh, that's awesome. Higgy, that's fantastic because, you know, I would have taken Memphis on this one. But after listening to you, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll lay the seven points at Penn State and we'll go under on the 60 and a half. Higgy, you're a rock star, man. You're an absolute rock star. You can find Put more uh, on Penn State, more on Penn State than the under. I kind of like the under, but Penn State more. Yeah, yeah, get it. More on Penn State, but the under would be a little bonus. All right. Sean Higgs, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Great to have you. And of course, you can find Sean at picksandparlays.net, all of his great picks. And listen, you know, that, this analysis that you heard, those are the expert picks, and you get those on so many games, 15% off everything in the basket, promo code BOWL. All right, I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Welcome back. Picks and parlays, we've had a lot of free picks on the show for you. We've talked to NBA, we've talked college bowls, we've talked NFL opening lines. Let's recap it in case you missed any of them. Uh, here we go. We started off with our NFL opening line report, uh, and then we moved along to Tony T., and his NBA picks. By the way, just before we get to these, on those opening lines, we, as I said during that part of the show, we cover all these NFL games throughout the week. So check in on the site, picksandparlays.net. You'll see write-ups and videos on all of these games. All right, uh, Tony T's NBA picks. Raptors at Pacers. Take the Pacers. Minus six. Jazz at Heat. Take the Heat. Minus four and a half. Bulls at Magic. Take the Bulls. Plus four and a half. Rockets at Kings. Take the over to 28. Uh, then we had Higgy Smalls. 
Uh, bowl game picks. Uh, Louisiana Tech, Miami, take Louisiana Tech plus six. North Carolina Temple, take North Carolina minus four and a half and the over 53. Penn State, Memphis, take Penn State minus seven. And Florida State, Virginia, uh, take a Florida minus 14 and a half and under 54. Those are our picks. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We have a ton of picks every show, lots of free picks. Lots more free picks on the site for you as well, picksandparlays.net. And, of course, you can subscribe to our expert pick packages. One last time, we have a 15% off deal, everything in the shopping basket. For the holiday season, use promo code BOWL, and our bulk picks will be good until Friday. For $1.99, you can choose any kappa in our stable, and you can get all of their college bowl picks. But if you want to choose two kappas, it's only $2.99. That's a heck of a deal. So if you want to bet the college bowl season, which is now underway, uh, do yourself a favor. Bet with the best sporting intelligence you can, courtesy of Picks and Parlays. Once again, the website is picksandparlays.net. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. More free picks. Until then, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.